Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to episode 135 of the Talking Hockey podcast. Wow. Choked on my words there. The do-over. The do-over. We wanted to let you all know that we did record an episode, it was a week ago, two weeks ago, and Eric's mic didn't work. We recorded an hour and episode, hour and a half. Episode. Yeah. yeah. And was ready to go, was doing like trade deadline analysis. And to then, be fair, to be fair, it was predicting all the trades that were going to happen and no one could have predicted this shit. Yeah. Like that, this that has is been fair. fucked. This is a, was a madness of a week. Uh, and then, so we decided that today Eric got cut from the podcast. Uh, sorry for those who listen for Eric, but he's not here today. We brought back Luke because he finally had some time for us, I guess. Yeah. What was he doing previous weeks where he wasn't here? Nothing. We, a mix we of don't things, know. dates, Nothing. just not wanting to be here. You know, yeah, it's mostly that last one. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. not the one he said right before the last one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use, leave a review on Apple, visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. Um, But yeah, man, this has been so entertaining this has been the most entertaining trade deadline in nhl history by far what's gonna happen friday now (laughs) like we say we say nothing but like trades just keep happening like trades just keep happening to everyone who says that the nhl is is lame and no one ever gets traded and blah 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 i don't know what to tell you i don't know what more you want like it's getting to the point where it's all like i couldn't even keep up yesterday compounding and building it's like literally an arms race and teams have to add because they're like holy fuck if we have any chance we have to do something um jeez man it's like it makes it seem like carlson could get traded at this point like because teams have to keep going yeah especially you can't compete Yeah. yeah the east especially yeah the top six teams in the east jeez Man, so was the first big, big, like, trade the Ryan O'Reilly, Noel Chari one? Yeah, was that, that like, was the probably first the biggest one. one. Martin, Hor- can you pull up the trade tree? No, Hor- well, yeah, Horvat we talked was, about Bo Horvat, like, three But that was kind ago. of irrelevant in yeah. the scheme of, like, playoff teams. I think, like, the first one that playoff teams made was probably the Ryan O'Reilly I want to pull up one. the history of the trades. I'm, I'm at the history, but it's so far down. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say that was the first one. Uh, Tarasenko. 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 Okay, that's was true. The ninth. Tarasenko was February 9th, and then it was about a week and a half. February 17th was the O'Reilly uh, like, like Atari trade. I was in bed. Late at night. So, so yeah, when on he the, woke up to that. On the 30th of January, 
the Horvat trade. Mm-hmm. And then like a week later, pretty much, well, just over a week, the Tarasenko trade. And then a week after that, the O'Reilly trade. Yeah. So like three pretty big, big names. names. <laughs> All move with two captains, three weeks of each other. Yeah, two captains and a and a star player. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. So since then, because the Ryan the Ryan O'Reilly trade had happened when we did the Eric like the recording that Eric fucked up on, right? Yeah, that had already yeah. happened. Yes. And then since then, it's just been a whole onslaught. Or- Orlov and Hathaway to Bruins. We Wait, got... no, it hadn't. It hadn't. It hadn't been. We didn't know we did. We recorded so. this on the wet. Like we recorded that episode on the Wednesday, the fifteenth. Yeah. Two days uh, before. Yeah. Would have. Would have. Did we not record day. one last week? No, because no. no one was. Mark oh. or Eric was flying somewhere. Again. Right. Okay, so the the major trades then after that were Orlov and Hathaway on February twenty third. Um, so Toronto loaded up. Boston got a, up. like a like a third liner and a and a second pair D. Tampa loaded up. Tampa New Jersey's then got, loaded up. Yeah. It, it, um, like, so we have to break down a lot of what happened. Yeah. So Where do you want to start? I think O'Reilly's been pretty talked about, at least yeah. by everyone else, right? We can skip that one. Orlov and Hathaway, you know, say what you want about the, you know, the Bruins. They've been so good. And these are two players who aren't going to change the chemistry up too much, right? They're not changing much of the roster. They're just going to... Orlov's going to play, you know, second line D and Hathaway's <coughs> going to play on the third or fourth line. And they're just going to make them better, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's that. The next, I think the big one we should start with is Timo Meyer. We forgot Zaitsev. Trade it to the Blackhawks. <laughs> Martin's happy about that because look at what it led to. <laughs> look what it led to. Yeah. yeah for, everyone, for everyone who is listening to this, we're recording this on March 1st. So who knows what's going to happen between March 1st and March yeah. 3rd. But like two hours ago, the Senators acquired Chikrin. Yeah. So, um, which I don't think anyone saw coming. Did anyone, well, they were any pretty rumored to be Ottawa? in it for the, since the summer. Oh. Yeah. They've been rumored to be in it. Even last year, I think, when it first came out, it was like yeah. on the block. So probably the like, first – yeah. The first domino to fall in this madness, I guess it was O'Reilly, but like this past week was Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer <laughs> was a big one to fall this week. And again, that was that was an arms race between to try to get him for a whole bunch of teams. Like Vegas was in, Carolina wanted to be in on it, right? Yeah. In the end, New Jersey, I guess I think New Jersey always had the best players to give up. But I think that's a bit of a, a bad return for it. So so in uh, to Want recap, to the detail, details? Timo Meyer traded for so this is off the top of my head. Luke has the list in front of him, but it's a first round pick. Um, Shakir Mukmadulin. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Andreas Janssen. Okay, the Andreas Janssen plays in the AHL, and that's just for salary cap reasons. Yeah, Fabian Zetterlund. Fabian Zetterlund, and then another Nikita Okotiak. Yeah, and then another pick. A conditional second rounder and a seventh rounder. And then the Devils get Timo Meyer, Timur Ibrahimov, Scott Harrington, Santiri Hataka, and Zachary Imond, who I don't know, and the fifth round pick. I don't know who any of these prospects are, but they're they're probably just people to 
balance out the rosters. Scott yeah. Harrington's not a prospect. Scott Harrington's not a prospect. I know he's not a prospect, but Leafs legend played like five games for him. I'm pretty sure <laughs> he's a big part of the Phil I went, Kessel. I went to high school with his sister. Oh. Yeah, well, I'm I surprised he's still in the NHL. He played. Jeff he had a little Skinner. bit of a resurgence with. The I don't Blue think Jackets. he is in the NHL. I think he's no. This AHL. year he was. Well, he's is like he? a he's like a seventh or eighth D. Yeah, he was playing for San Jose this year. He San played for Jose, seventh or eighth D. That's not that's not great. Yeah. <laughs> I think he got sent to the AHL right after. But again, yeah. it's just so the rosters and, yeah, exactly. and but fill that's, out and cap. We did talk about Timo Meyer. Likely was two weeks ago. Likely was New Jersey. Um, yeah, that was probably most likely because, like I said, their their prospects that they could trade. Yeah, they had the most and probably one of the youngest teams and Plus Timo he, Meyer fits right in. Yeah, he lines up right with them. It's not like Timo Meyer's, you know, an older player. He's no. still young oh, compared quite young. for that roster. He's probably like he's, a veteran for that roster. He's what they need to. to and he's really – this is probably the biggest player to be traded, you know, in their prime. Yeah. In a long time, right? Yeah. One of the biggest players who was on the trading block – in, in a very long time he's a game changer man like he's gonna score 45 goals this year at least right and he scored 30 goals in his past four seasons i feel goal scorer playing with jack hughes yep it's that's gonna be a, if if it if new jersey can overtake carolina which they might be able to do uh-huh. to be honest for first in the that division uh, but if it stays New Jersey versus New York, that's a that's going to be a six series area. Yeah, they both be a series. loaded up. Yep. <laughs> and and uh, I don't know, man. That's a I think that's an L for San Jose, right? If you're looking at this deal, big yeah. big win for for the Devils for sure. Timo Meyer's the best player in that deal, even when you consider the draft picks and the 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 quote unquote prospects that they traded, right? Like, if if they if they manage to get someone even like Holtz or Dawson Mercer, right? That that return looks a bit better. And it's amazing they didn't. And they did, right? It's, it's pretty amazing for a star forward. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty bad deal. Pretty bad return, especially you know if you if you tried to get like a bidding war with Carolina or something like that, right? Mm. Try to start a bidding war for him, because again, players like that aren't aren't available all the time ever you could yeah and you could especially considering like you said he's young in his prime player which is never available um and he's pretty much a star um there was also rumor of like other teams like outside the playoffs that he could still line up with their window for being playoff team Mm -hmm. if they were exactly turn around quickly so it's weird with such a big market, like allegedly such a big market, that you got a relatively smaller return than what right. uh, you think you should. And I mean, even when you look at what defensemen go for, Ben Sherratt probably got a better return last year for Montreal than Timo Meyer did for San Jose, right? Well, it's funny because you look at the very next trade on the, the trade center, and it's literally the Janot trade, and he Tanner Janot. Yeah, his, his yeah, that was ridiculous. Insane. So, yeah. so Tampa Bay 
wanted well we'll try to analyze these biggest trades <laughs> as quick as we can but like tampa clearly wanted him yes right and they traded literally a boatload of picks for Tanner Janot, who has what five goals this year, eight goals this year, something yeah, like that. Not, he had a he had a good, he had a good year season last year. year. Last year. He hits a lot. He hits a lot. I don't know, man. Elliot Elliot was like saying that he was talking to like an AGM and he's like, if you're in your window, you don't care what you're giving up. And I'm like, bruh. Like they, I they think just kind of care yeah. what you're giving. I up. think he talked to. I think that was Breezeball. I think that Breezeball was, was Breezeball was saying something about perceived value of draft picks and like fair yeah, enough. But, but still, they have nothing now. You have literally nothing up until 2025. Like when was, and when was their last first round pick? I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. Was it Cal Foot? It might have been. No, Cal it might have been. They, they drafted. Did they draft Cal Foot's brother? Nolan Foot. Nolan Foot. I think they drafted I think Nolan, they have Nolan Foot too, but I don't, I don't know if he, he doesn't a, play for them the anymore. First round. But I think that's who they drafted. Yeah, first round 2019. I think that was their last first round draft pick. And again, he got traded for uh, Blake Coleman. So, who was the last first round pick that they had on their team? I think it was Cal Foot. Yeah, it's. And I mean, sure, they don't need those guys. Cal Foot isn't a game changer. Nolan Foot doesn't look like he's a game changer either. But. Yeah. They they literally trade all of their draft picks, and it's for a guy like Tanner Janot. Like I don't think, like Does I think he you could the needle. Yeah, I think you could have held out on Nashville on that one to like the last hour of the trade deadline, and said, okay, let's do a trade now, and we'll hold you to a barrel yeah, at that point. It was it was pretty like I mean Tampa does this where they get you know they they. They do make some smart moves and they lock them in long term for like their depth, right? At, at a yeah. cheaper rate, like Nick Paul, for example, seven for years, sure. right? Uh, Hagel, who has multiple years of control at a cheaper deal, right? And they do, they are very good at filling in the rest of their roster that they don't really care about, I guess, prospects that much and mm-hmm. draft picks that much. But mm-hmm. I mean, Stamkos and Kucherov get older headman gets older right that that core the big thing is headman i feel like getting older because after headman you have sergachev but he's not a headman replace there is no, no. real there, headman there, replacement. Yeah. and i mean they he's don't care unicorn. tampa doesn't care either at this like, i'll be honest tampa got their two cups yeah they can they a can third, keep trying to go and, and they, they made went it to the finals final. last year yeah and they could keep trying and they have obviously they're going to be a very good team this year and probably next year yeah and then, and then what? Yeah. <laughs> They'd be stupid to move their 2025 first round draft pick at this point because I think that's the that's around when they'll. Another start thing to decline. is, Vasilevsky, like goalies always are an X fact. Like, sure, he's been the best goalie for like five years now, but is that a guarantee year after year after year? No, because we've seen like best goalies. A, their windows aren't very like extraordinarily long, and B, they they can have off years and that can kind of sewer you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I, I think Vasilevsky has been solid in 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 enough years that you know it, they're they're pretty confident that each and every year yeah. he'll be a top goalie. Yeah, you're not banking on him failing, right? Of course, like you're not thinking that, but probably in the back of your mind you are. You have to be if you have. Arguably, best goalie in the league. right. 
Because how long can he be the best? Probably another two years, three years, I'd bank on. And I yeah. think that's what they're banking on, too. Yeah. And Well, I mean, you've traded your first-round pick up until yeah. three years in the future. And I think as a GM, <laughs> like, you're not going to be with the team forever, right? There's nope. going to be a point in time where you're going to get fired, right? Yep. And he's brought them the success. Breeze Boss brought them the success. Cooper's been the coach of the year essentially every single year. Maybe not won the award, but one of the best coaches in the in the league every single year. And they have game changers in Point and Kucherov and Stamkos on that top, and Hedman. On that topic, the fact that Cooper hasn't like lost the room is kind of yeah astounding. I know in itself. I know. I'm like I know they win, and that probably helps. Or is lost but... the room a bullshit term as well? Does that kind of show it's kind of stupid? I think some coaches lose the room. Like Babcock loses the room and Sutter yeah, loses okay, the room after a while. And, and those guys are bad coaches. Tortorella, <laughs> right? They're too they aggressive. Track records. Well, so they lose the room. That's what I mean. I think Cooper's just a good guy that people want to win for. Yes. Anyways. I would say game. he's probably the most inte- one of the most intelligent coaches to ever coach in the NHL. So, yeah, he's a lawyer. <laughs> Education-wise, he's definitely the smartest. Yes. So, so all this to say, Tampa generally – and Luke just sent a tweet. Yeah. Every year they, they, they overpay for a forward that they want. But then they end up getting some underrated guy for nothing. Right? Like this year Genoa is their their Hagel or their Barkley Goodrow, who they got yeah. a couple of years ago, they traded a lot for. And then they end up getting these they, they like you mentioned that other trade, like and they got Nick Paul for not a lot last year, right? And he was a difference maker. For them in the playoffs, he won Game Seven for them last and year against the Leafs. You you do see this like now that they've won their cups and they've made it to the finals, like it does become about just making longevity of making the playoff year after year because that gets your team like for GM, that's part of your goal to get your team more money because that keeps the owner happy with you, and getting to the playoffs year after year gets you more money in for the team right like right and that's yeah. the bottom line they care about <laughs> definitely so, so it might not even be just winning cups at this point it's just making playoffs and of course i think yeah. they're going cup this year but like they must see it like i mean they they're can, gonna they have, have a, a battle every this year, year right it's, it's, it's gonna, gonna be a battle it's gonna, it's gonna, gonna be a battle, battle in the east i've no never seen what. teams load up like this before in a, in a long time mm-hmm. Like I think the most significant thing that teams did last year in the East was like Nick Felino. Um, no, that was that was two years ago. Two years ago. Two years Sorry, ago. what was last year? I don't. Even, I couldn't even tell you who the Leafs picked up last year. I feel like they got somebody, but it wasn't. It wasn't anyone major. Important. No. It wasn't anyone major. I don't know if like anything really happened last year other than Hagel. But Tampa went, went. I think went the hardest. Tampa got Hagel. Was Boston good? Boston was no. Boston was wild card last year. But like this year, holy fuck! Florida, like, Florida went off. Florida, Florida, Florida went off oh, for Florida, trades. But they they lot like they they didn't they load got, up for good players. They wasted their assets on Sherrod. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They got Giroux, but he didn't do it's, much for them. It's just kind of crazy to see the East versus the West this year. All the good players go. I think Martin, was it you that sent the graphic of all the players coming to the East? Yeah. I think it was you yeah. and all the players going West, and it's like not even a comparison. Like yeah. the East was already so much harder and so much like the sixth place team in the east is the first place team in the west and like the even ottawa i think columbus has a winning record against all the teams in the west like the west sucks they are so bad and 
all these teams like are loading up, both Tampa and Toronto loading up. One of them's out in the first round, like and, and uh, one of one of Carolina, Carolina, New, New Jersey, or New York, depending on who plays each other's out in the first round. Yeah, like it's insane. Even if you get to the second round, like literally then, the then your Cup second final, round, you get Boston if you're Tampa. The Stanley or Cup final is probably the second round of the Atlantic Division. Actually, no, it's probably the Eastern Conference Finals. Like that would probably be more realistic. The, the easiest, like, well, no, it's crazy, right? But but then the West, the West is probably going to win this year because the East just beat up on each other the yeah. first four rounds or the first three rounds, for sure. Um, anyways, after the Genoa trade, the biggest, tra- the next biggest trade was the McCabe uh, to uh, the Leafs from the Blackhawks, in which Leafs get McCabe Lafferty, a conditional fifth round pick in 2024 and 2025 and then the blackhawks get anderson gogolev a first round conditional pick in 2025 and the second round pick in 2026 so at least they'll have a first round pick until 2026 right other than the one that they got from we'll talk about it later other than the one they got from washington i think so. well no they have 2024 i think i don't think so i don't think so dude why would they randomly trade the 2025? Someone going cap friendly. I feel like they had 2024. I'm going on it right now. But yeah, anyways, I keep talking about it. Um, they do have 2024. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm Kyle Dubas's assistant. Um, <laughs> so I, I, on cap I go on so. cap friendly enough that I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think it's a, okay. Say what you want. They were rumored to be in on Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty. The other important thing to note is they got Tampa or they got Chicago to retain 50% of Jake McCabe, and he's not a rental. Jake McCabe has two more years after this year, so that that's loading huge. up for three playoff runs for a top four defenseman at two million dollars. But someone else is paying a bunch of his money, right? That's someone huge. else paying a bunch of his money. He's an upgrade especially for playoff D like he can play your shutdown defenseman role pretty well not going to generate a lot like this is uh, this is their Jake Muzzin replacement for the playoffs especially yeah because I mean game one when they put Jake Muzzin back in after him being injured all of last year and garbage in the regular season Jake Muzzin in the playoffs was a whole different guy right I, I like he was probably the Leafs' second best defenseman after Morgan Riley in the playoffs last year. After being garbage in the regular season, it's just a whole different ball game in the playoffs, right? And you can't have players need to be able to, um, especially against like teams, teams like Tampa or Boston, who play like a heavy forecheck, right? You need your defenseman to be able to handle that. And I think Jake McCabe fits that role pretty well. Yep. Um, and Sam Lafferty also has another also isn't a rental, has another year left. Good bottom six player, I'd say. Can't can't complain about that. He's is he an upgrade on in the least bottom six? I'd say for sure. He He's can also... play penalty kill, right? Yeah. He's yeah. fast, grinder, good defensively. Can't complain about that pickup, especially considering how the Leafs they're, they they really ask their forwards to do a lot defensively, especially the bottom six forwards. Um, I don't I can't complain about that deal. 
What I don't, what I think is stupid is people say, oh, why are the Leafs spending when Boston's so good and Tampa's so good? Like, would you rather they just that don't do anything? That's a, yeah, right. That's, those are dumb just, comments. just, oh, Boston's too good this year. Might as well just wait until next year yeah. and not load up. Time to pack it in. Time to pack it in. Waste another year of Matthews and Marner and Tavares yeah. and Nylander. That's so, the dumbest shit. They got to load up. It didn't make, like, their roster didn't make sense at that point. I mean, we'll get to the other trades later on, right? They they had, like, they added another top four defenseman who he's an upgrade on probably for their second D pairing right now. But it didn't make sense because then they had, like, eight NHL defensemen, yeah, right? Yeah, they got a lot of them. I mean, they still have eight NHL defensemen yes. right now, but... But I think that was a good move for the Leafs, considering that you have Jake McCabe cost controlled for three years. Top four D is pretty much set. Doesn't it mean with eight guys? Doesn't it mean they likely have something else in the works? That that that's the only thing that would make sense, right? There has to be something else that would come from this. And I mean, even after their other moves, there's other stuff that will come come out of it, I'm sure. But I think that that was a good move for the Leafs, loading up. They're all in this year, right? And I mean, Dubas didn't do very much other trade deadlines. Felino was their biggest pickup, probably, in his tenure as a rental, right? And and that didn't turn out well. Yeah. So this, this is, is the first year that it seems like up. Dubas is like learning from his mistakes, which is about damn time. And I mean, Felino was. Could have could have been better for the Leafs. Do you remember? Do you remember seeing the? Did you watch the? Um, what's that Amazon series called again? I don't remember. Whatever that Amazon series for the oh, Leafs yeah, was. Yeah. And when Felino got hurt and he like he couldn't walk, like he was like crawling to the bench. His back was shot, right? And he was just done after that. I'd say. But anyway, Dubas loading up. That was a good deal, in my opinion. What was the next one, Luke? Um, let me check. Um, Sandine traded to Maple Leafs, yeah. or and sorry, this, Sandine traded to Capitals for Gustafson. And then this is when yesterday, this was yesterday, was just the madness happening, right? Martin sends something in our group chat. He's like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "No way, that's because Martin's a boomer and he just takes screenshots from Facebook and uh, Instagram." And I was like, "What the hell?" And then I got the score notification that Sandine was traded. So this is the next move that. You know, the Leafs showed that they were the their roster makeup. Like I mentioned with McCabe being in, it blocked out Sandine from ever being playing in the top four for the next three or four years. So they kind of cashed in to uh, when his value is higher. Right, he's done well in the third line minutes. When they played him in the top four, it hasn't gone as well. Eric hated on this trade. Eric hated on this trade. <laughs> I don't hate it because Sandine, Sandine's a player who has who has upside. He has a very high floor in the sense that he can be this third pairing D puck mover, but that's pretty much all that I think he's going to be. He could be good for Washington. A second pairing defenseman is a ceiling, right? It's like a it's like a high floor but low ceiling. If that makes sense. And I think that that was a good deal for the Leafs to cash in when his value is the highest, right? It's like they had, they had Dermott in a similar position who, you know, killed his third line minutes every time they tried. And then everyone's like, play him in the top four, play him in the top four. And when he did, Travis Dermott wasn't that great. And now he's 
he was traded for like a third or fourth round pick last oh, year. It's funny. It's funny. TSN has the trade wrong. They have Eric Gustafson to the Leafs for Rasmus Sandin and the first round pick. Oh, wow. <laughs> they got wrong. yeah. So the Leafs it's getting wrong. that first, it's something that they 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 probably would flip, right? There's nothing that would end, there's no point in keeping that pick. And I mean, I think I think it was a good deal to, you know, while Sandine's value was still pretty high at this point. In a year or two, he, if he didn't get a chance on the Leafs, he wouldn't have much value, right? And I think it was pretty rumored that Luke sent a tweet that said that it was rumored that he wasn't doing, he wasn't so happy in the Leafs. Yeah organization because his path to being a top or you know more minutes is blocked and will be blocked for the next three or four years well plus he was miffed from the whole like negotiation right he i, was holding I think that a was bit. a little bit overplayed yeah. i don't know but yeah I, th- I think it's more just in sense of he's too good for a five six you know but he wasn't Unless he you wasn't going to get Riley, that opportunity, right? Because yeah. they're not going to trade Riley. Riley's almost unmovable, I think, unfortunately. It's uh, I I like the trade. Like it's, I I I feel like they might flip Gustafson. Yeah, I think Gustafson's a good guy. Uh, who I don't know. He can play their power play pretty well. Gustafson's actually not bad. Like Gustafson no. is as puts up a lot of points. I think Gustafson also has like four less points than Michael. I think it's a Mike. His four less points than Michael Bunting or something like that. And he scored a hat trick against the Leafs. I won't forget that in the beginning of the season. Um, and I think he's a good third pairing defenseman, offensive defenseman can play the power play especially like that's a low-key good addition could he be flipped probably but i think i'd be fine keeping him for your power play especially because you're just used to riley flubbing it from the point yeah i don't know i i think if they're gonna flip anyone that pick like, makes the most be, sense it's gonna be hall well, well it's hall's gonna, be, gonna yeah hall I mean, has to be dumped. Spot. yeah Hall and Kerfoot, I think, are as good as gone. I don't know why we need nine defensemen, and we just signed Timmins, who's like a good five-six, because Gustafson Gustafson is Gustafson probably plays your third pair because he's his his contract ends right. He's a UFA, yeah, something like that. So I don't know. I think uh, I think Hall's the most likely candidate to be gone, especially because they picked up Luke Shen, who could probably play the bottom pairing role. I don't think Shen fits this roster right now. That was a stupid one. I think that was one of the next trades. Like Toronto just went like back to back to back yeah, with yeah. their trades, right? Yep. Sandine came out of nowhere, then they traded Engvall for a third. Well we could talk about that well, trade a little he bit. He probably he probably called Vancouver and he's like, how do I get Shen? And then they're like, uh like a third round pick and he's like, I don't want to use my own. So we got yeah, he got another he, one. One was like fuck Engvall. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Engvall was a good player. Frustrating because he was six foot five. If he just hit somebody every now and then, you know, 
I'm sure people wouldn't be complaining about his game, but it was, it was really funny. And Luke keeps showing, sending the the people's reactions. They're like, Engvall's a great, great four checker, heavy hitter. Bring will bring from physical presence to the Islanders. Good Cal Clutterbuck replacement. And Luke's like, I don't think these people have ever seen a second of is, Pierre Engvall. They're just looking at him hilarious. being six foot five, and he was very he was a good back checker. I wouldn't say he was a good four checker. He definitely doesn't hit anybody, but he's very, he's always in the right spot defensively, and the Leafs generally wait, win his minutes. Wait. I have to say something. So you know how everyone thought the Penguins were clearing cap for JT Miller? It's Michael Granlund. Mikhail Granlund. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just saw that. The Twitter's going off right now. Sorry, go back to you, Ty. Um, he's having a real bad year, Mikhail Granlund. Yeah. He had a real good year last year, though. Um, yeah, Engvall's just not good, bro. Engvall, <laughs> he's okay. The Leafs win his minutes consistently, and I think that's what matters to them the most. When he was out there with a third line with Camp and, I don't know, Yarncroc or Kerfoot or whoever's this wingers, um, it's generally been a line that does nothing. Out, like, yeah. like in the sense that they don't score and they don't give up anything, right? They don't score very much. But you know, he, was a, he was a frustrating player to watch. But I don't think the Leafs are going to keep him past this year anyway. No, I don't think so. He's got something for him. Um, yeah, so the three UFAs on defense for the Leafs are Gustafson, Shen, and Hall. Hall's the most expensive one, actually. Yeah, Hall's at $2 million. Um, So yeah, I think they're going to flip one of them. It doesn't make any sense to not flip them. I can't believe Ryan O'Reilly is only making 1.8 million. Oh, that's they, just he double retained. Made. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we'll go to the next one, which was yeah, because it was four back. It was four of six trades were by the Leafs. Oh, do we want to talk about um, Puliarvi traded to Hurricanes by Oilers? Oh yeah, that was like was that was that the next trade? No, it was Stillman. Stillman. Yeah, Stillman. Whatever. Yeah. No one cares about Stillman. So, yeah, it's the next, like, big name trade. So, Yessi Pugliarvi from the Edmonton Oilers to um, the Hurricanes for Patrick Puistola. Uh, I think it was just a dump at the end of the day. Like, he, he's the perfect Carolina player, right? Yeah. Drives play, not a goal scorer, but will keep the puck in the offensive zone. And I think that fits them pretty well. And I think it was about time. It was pretty crazy that they kept him in Edmonton so long with him do, being the whipping boy. Do they trade for line A and just bring the bring the that would be fun. back to yeah, that, that would, would be, be fun. That'd be but... hilarious. <laughs> I don't think I don't, Columbus wants him in the same division if they're gonna train him. Yeah, and I just don't think that line uh, A I don't think line is a Carolina Columbus guy. <laughs> What's Columbus give a shit if he's in the same division? They're so bad it's doesn't matter to them what their division looks like for like five years at this yeah. point. Um, Good job, Goudreau. <laughs> Goudreau never wanted to win anything. He's the, he's I, the real Taylor Hall. I feel like that is true. Where does Taylor Hall play now? Is he still Boston. in Boston? Yeah, yeah. Still in Boston on their third line, which is huge for Boston, having that guy kick around on your third line. 36 points this year. Not bad. Um. 
Okay, so that was that one. Let me just try to find. Oh, it says I disconnected and reconnected. Weird. Um, Eckholm traded to the Oilers uh, by Predators yeah. for Barry. That one was interesting. Well, Barry and um, a whole bunch of other stuff. Graphics. We talked about a first. Ballishen. Yeah. So it was Eckholm in a sixth round pick in 2024 to the Nashville Predator or from the Nashville Predators in exchange for Tyson Barry. Reed Schaefer, first round pick in 2023 and a fourth round pick in 2024. Uh, lots of players were upset that uh, Barry was traded. He's a likable guy, they say, in that room. Um, but he's shit. I, I, a guy, that someone who, who had to watch Tyson Barry for a year, he was the worst player, the most frustrating player I've ever seen in my life. The guy would just, uh, like, just, just drill it into people's shin pads every time he got the puck every time yeah and just try to shoot it all the time and his defensive coverage was worse than morgan riley someone was talking about it and he's like people are upset they lost like power play like their power plays about to go down it's like who cares if you're going to get better defensively like it's they need defense they don't i think Ekholm's a good pickup yeah i think that's actually a win for them i thought they were going to end up trying to get someone like joel edmondson right that's who they were going to try to target. <laughs> I think Ekholm costs a lot. There was no retention on that, was there? Nope. Well, barely. I think it was like 4%, something like that. So it's like a $6 million cap hit. Ekholm's old at Ekholm this point. Ekholm is old. I'm surprised. Old. I think we were. I think we talked about Ekholm as a, as a trade deadline target maybe in two, two trade deadlines ago. Where well, he was, was a UFA. Yeah, when he was a UFA. And then and then Nashville ended up just signing him long term, which, which made no sense. They still got so a pretty good dumb. return, I'd say. I know. Right. But you know, I think that's a good pickup for Edmonton this year, especially with how bad defensively Edmonton is. Tyson Berry was was good offensively this year, but his defensive play is is still god awful. Yep. And I think that's a win for them. That that's a that's a pretty good win for Edmonton to shore up their defense because Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece are not cutting it this year, right? And the young guys and it's... Evan Bouchard can now. I mean, Evan Bouchard can probably fit in pretty easily on that power play one, right? Tyson Berry is gone, sure, but I don't think that they're losing much with having Bouchard there. I agree. Yeah, I I think it's so. I'd say that's move. that's a that's a good move for the Oilers, and it's also good and for Nashville. Money, in, money yeah. in, money out. Yeah. To like your, what was Barry? Barry was a similar contract to Echo, was he not? I think Barry only has one year left. Oh, uh, okay. So does Barry get flipped again? Maybe they try. Maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our next big trade is the Patty Kane trade. Yeah, that Which... was, that was. Like for two weeks, we knew that was going to happen to the Rangers. I mean, they knew Kane was going to get traded. He wanted to go to the Rangers. He cried when they got Tarasenko instead. But eventually, the Rangers cleared their room for Patrick Kane. And they got him for pretty much nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I don't like it. For the Blackhawks. For the Blackhawks, I think it's pretty cool that Kane and Panarin are going to be ripping around again. Um, I obviously they're way much older than they were last time 
they played together. So I think that it will not be the same. Anyone ex- thinking it's going to be the the same, I think it's going to be significantly different. Um, Kane is Kane is. Uh, I don't know how to describe him, but he's still good offensive. Like when I saw him, every time he touched the puck, he was dangerous. Right? Injuries are a concern this year, and will be for the rest of his career. His hip injury, but. Like for the Rangers to get him for pretty much nothing, a guy who's been a proven scorer and a proven playoff contender or playoff player, Stanley Cup winner, I think that's pretty good for them to get him for pretty much nothing. And there was no bidding war for them to worry about. Kane had a full no move clause, only wanted to go to New York. I'd say that's a win for the Rangers for sure. Loading up, like we said, it's pretty unfortunate that one of them or the Devils, that's the most likely matchup there. It's going to be out in the first round. Yeah. Right? Well, it it makes you look way better that you didn't give up much for Kane because yeah. you literally you forced you it to happen. Yeah. So even if it doesn't work out this year, it's like, wow, we didn't actually – give up very much to make this happen and here we go we'll, cuz they'll still be good next year mm-hmm. and if not better um with like the younger guys getting better and stuff yeah they got lucky they yeah the nature of being new york they got they got the benefit of that um which is happens it happens in all leagues like Mm-hmm. Players want to play for specific teams, and there's not much you can do about it. Um, he does make them better, obviously. Yeah, and they're going to be if if Shishorkin Shish can go on a tear in the play, especially come playoff time. That team is going to be pretty deadly. It feels like. I mean, yeah, I mean. It's going to be a coin flip. It's a, it is a huge arms race, and it's going to be a coin flip at, in that series, in the Leafs series versus Tampa. But they load it up. This is yep. pretty exciting. It's very Luke? exciting. Where are we at, Luke? Uh, we are at Quick, which was a that was this morning surprising for, one, like for last Gavrikov. night this morning. Yeah. Columbus Blue Jackets acquire Quick, a conditional first-round pick in 2023 and a third-round pick in 2024 in exchange for Vladislav Gavrikov and Korpisalo. I mean, Kings needed a goalie, right? Kings needed a goalie. Cal Peterson was Doesn't supposed Nick to be the goalie. Cal Peterson's like one of the best goalies early yeah, this year. Yeah, I don't know, something. And he, then he got sent to the AHL after they signed him <laughs> to a long-term deal. And, uh, and then Quick is... Quick is nothing at this point. You can't play quick if you're a playoff team. They have free and Phoenix, Copley, and Nets. So they're hoping that Corpusallo can, you know, turn back the clock to that bubble Corpusallo where he's he was a brick wall and for Columbus, right? Um, probably what they're hoping for. And I guess Gavrikov is a defenseman. <laughs> um, Gavrikov is like a a guy. Just a guy, right? He'll play defense for you. Not yeah. very good at anything, but kind of a shutdown pairing. And I don't know. I don't watch LA enough to know, but um, 
he was a pretty sought after guy for some reason. He's not going to move the needle for you, but you can play D, I guess. And Corpus Allo hopefully plays Jeez. pretty well for them and carries so, them to the playoffs. So I'm looking at it that in the standings in the Pacific, they're sitting second in the Pacific, well, tied for first, but they have two games. Two games played compared to Vegas. Um, they're literally at their goal differential is zero. And Vegas's goal differential is plus 23. And the team behind them is Seattle at plus 16. And the team behind Seattle is Edmonton at plus 28. So LA has problems. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Corpus <laughs> letting in two angles and they're. I guess, not... I guess, I guess that helps them. They're scoring a decent amount. They have more, way more goals scored than Vegas right. Does. But they gave up a lot, and I think that's partially because they have they were playing quick half the time. Who has an eight seventy six save percentage? Yes, yes, I would agree. I would agree and, on that. And I mean, quick was Both upset. Been got, yeah, issue for a while. Quick was upset. He got he got uh, he got traded away. Yeah, Eric. If Eric here, he would say, "Who cares." I just he said it. Been traded eight years ago. <laughs> Every if Eric was a GM, anytime he had a player who, as soon as they turned thirty-one, they're gone. <laughs> Unless it's like bring him in as a rental, like yeah, well, a Ryan O'Reilly no, no, type no. thing. Yeah, no, oh yeah, you can Eric. bring him in as a rental for twenty games and twenty yeah. regular season games, and then what twenty something playoff, hopefully twenty something playoff games. You can bring him a thirty-one yeah. year old. That's okay. <laughs> quick, quick. Honestly, should have been traded a long time ago. Yeah, he just didn't have any value, and he, he still had no, you know, he he still has no value. He was yes. just traded as a dump. Yes. Well, there's rumor that Columbus, like he's not even going to show up in Columbus. Like they're going to flip him. I don't know for for who or what or what or Makes where. No sense. Yeah. He'll be cheap by that point, right? Because did LA retain any? On that one, uh, actually, I don't, I don't think, think so. they did. But Columbus could retain the whole, like a whole fifty, anyways. So that could be that. Mm-hmm. Oh, power play merchant McDavid scores. Marner's so bad. Um, yeah, next up was Lars Eller for a second. That's a sneaky good pickup for classic. It's just like it's Colorado. just like the Lekkinen one. Yeah, exactly. The Lackanen won last year. Colorado's also come alive in recent. They're like 14, they got healthy. Two and two in their yeah, they got eight. healthy is what happened. 15. And they and still Landis, don't even have Landis. Landis Cog's been. But he's skating. Yeah, he's skating. Might be back in two or three weeks. He's Best skating. case scenario. They're yeah, they're they're dangerous. Also, the central's easy and and Makar's uh, back, isn't he? And no, I don't think so. Makar is skating too, though. He had a concussion. They might hold him out. But Bowen yeah. Byron's pretty fucking good still. Like man, Colorado's got such man. If they were healthy all year, they'd be first place in the West, like bar none. And they probably will. They'll probably end well, up. They there. had a real rough start. Everyone yeah. was hurt. Yeah, everybody was hurt. Yeah, they were bad to start. Um, plus hungover from the probably cup. <laughs> But now yeah. they're like, we kind of want to do this again. I think um, it's between them and and uh, L.A. for the West. I don't know. I don't, 
don't even know LA is that good. Like I think it's between them and no LA. Uh, there was, I think Travis Yost did a whole breakdown on them after the quick trade that their their biggest issue this year has been goaltending. Like they're top five in a lot of the key metrics, um, and they can outscore a lot of their problems. Like they I just, just said, they have a lot of goals. Yeah, they have a lot of goals. So, I mean, it would be interesting. They they don't have a mature team yet. I don't think they're still they're still pretty young in a lot of ways. But um, does Trevor Moore still get a lot of minutes down there, Ty? Do you know? Yeah, he plays like top six minutes. Um, after Eller, it was Gostisbehere. He was traded to the Hurricanes for a third round pick. That could be a good pickup because they're not going to expect much out of him. You just play Gostisbehere in the offensive zone and yep, don't let him touch the defensive ice, defensive <laughs> side of the ice. Yep, and they gave up only a third. Like, yeah, and I mean that's that's a, that's positive value for the uh, the Coyotes because they got a second to take him from. Yeah. Flyers. Yeah, they they've got they a just, lot from. They basically just traded yes. the, for him for the same asset. Yes. Yeah. So it's pretty nice for them. Makes the Flyers look stupid. Makes yes. <laughs> and then it was the Heronic trade, which was random. Random. Right? Random as hell for Vancouver to trade. Random as hell for Detroit second. too. And, like, well, why? like I guess it makes sense to capitalize on it because I don't know. But you just, is, at the same time you did that Heronic trade, you signed Larkin long term. So you're committing trying to, you're committing to being competitive, but at the same time trading one of your best young D. I don't weird. I don't really get it. I don't it get it. It doesn't it doesn't make sense to me either, but um it doesn't make sense that Vancouver was the one to pay that. No. Like what? What are no. they doing? They just traded a first round pick and a second round pick for a defenseman who is what 24, 25 years old at this yeah. point. Yeah. What? <laughs> a team that wants to rebuild, that that clearly needs to rebuild, and can't pick a direction to go, and they just trade their future assets that they got for. I don't know. It's the Islanders' pick, right? Yeah. They traded the Islanders' pick. And it's conditional. What's it? What's its conditional on that? Uh, I think it was like it was. It's lottery protected. Yeah, Hronik is twenty five years old. Yeah, it just makes no sense. It, it, <laughs> like he's good. He he can play top four minutes. He has thirty eight points this year. That's pretty good at thirty eight last year. But but why? <laughs> Yeah, why, especially you, why does especially, Vancouver need him? Why does Vancouver need him, right? Vancouver should be tanking this year and trying to take as many first-round and second-round draft picks as they can get. I mean, they are different if they win the trade lottery, uh, the draft lottery this year, obviously, because this well, year's, I mean, this any, year's any a game. Team. But yeah, Vancouver especially, because they're more on the press. Like, let's say Arizona wins it. They're still not a playoff team next year with Bedard. Maybe but that's Vancou- what they're hoping for. Vancouver wins it, and then they are. Like, they immediately are a competitor, especially considering how bad the Pacific is, and it's not getting much yeah. better next year. Like, uh, they are a competitive playoff team. Do not yeah. do it. <laughs> um. I don't know. It's it's 
it's weird, especially considering the next trade was for Jacob Chikrin, and it was for yeah. basically the same return. Right? Yeah. Like, they, Vancouver or, or could have just taken those tra- those assets and gotten a better defenseman. Yes. At the same age. At the There's same like age. The exact same age, too. <sighs> Makes no sense. Um, yeah, I'm pretty happy about Martin, it for Ottawa. Martin's happy about it. Can't... I mean, it's that's a really good trade for Ottawa. I'd say they traded a snowball. Shut the fuck up. I agree. They traded a, a first, two firsts and a second. I think it was or what? Uh, first, uh, uh, two seconds. First, a and two first seconds. and two seconds. For there's a lot of conditional. Jacob Chicken's been on the trade block for that, two years now, trade. and he's been sitting out for a month. It feels like waiting a trade. And this is what he was sitting out for. Did Martin disappear? I think he did. Well, we're having more technical Uh-oh. issues. We're almost oh, well. done anyways. We're almost done. But... I think that was the last big trade. But that's a big win for Ottawa, considering they got him for nothing, right? They didn't really give up much. And I think the main reason why is because Arizona didn't want to take back any money and retain any money, right? Like Arizona was didn't want to to take on any salary. They didn't take on any salary, which is what any other contender would have wanted, and they also would have um, someone would have asked them to retain, and that's what they don't want. And it's pretty pathetic that that's the state of the organization that they held them out for so long, and this yeah. was the return they got. That is pretty bad, especially when rumors were that I think the Kings would The Kings do, were in it. Kings were in it, but they were in there Edmonton. for more. I think it was just um, Hey Martin, I don't know if I don't know if you're actually back, okay? So, you might just have to set this one out. Oh well. Martin can listen oh, well. to what my analysis um, is. I was going to say it's yeah, like the whole Shikran thing. LA was apparently ready to pay a higher price, but then went and got Corpusalo because they wanted G, uh, a goalie, so they packaged the goalie with the D. But then also the fact that they didn't retain any salary was like a huge part of it, right? Yeah, that was what like, they mainly know. wanted. But Arizona can; they can afford to retain the salary. So I don't. It really... doesn't matter that they can afford to retain salary. They're actually at the like if they retain salary on Chikrin, you can only retain for three players, right? You can mm-hmm. only retain money. He would be their third player this year and next year, and then I think two years from now he would be. They would have two at that point. So they probably didn't want to retain for that reason. It's more like they didn't take any money back. Was their was their min was their main thing. Mm, anyway those were all the trades we broke them down in about an hour eric uh, wasn't here so well we missed the bluger teddy bluger to kings oh, right. from Pittsburgh. that just happened teddy bluger cleared the cap um bluger's a good player bluger's a good bottom six player they cleared cap so they could get mikhail granlin which came out of nowhere because everyone thought they were into jt miller yeah and granlin is a what the hell move but yeah it's, it's it's not it's a pretty lateral move it's makes not, no sense yeah makes no sense 
Um, so yeah, that's all, that's all the trades. We're, we're not sure if anything, I mean, there's still stuff happening Wednesday night, right? So I'm sure there's going to be stuff that happens Friday. before Friday, but because we, we still think the Leafs are going to do something. The, the, their roster makes no sense right now. So yeah, we have no extra forwards and right now we have three extra D's. So yeah. So maybe the Leafs will start the nine forward, eight defensemen. Man, I still think they should move Riley up. Silly. Maybe I mean, the maybe silly. the left winger the Leafs always need was John Tavares. Maybe. Anyway, All right, folks. With that, enjoy the trade deadline. We'll talk like to we you have. Soon. Yeah. Goodbye. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.